This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News, 43 partly cloudy skies this Monday, February 6th. Good morning. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. We will catch the person responsible for this act. An off-duty NYPD officer fighting for his life after being shot during an attempted robbery. The U.S. shoots down a Chinese spy balloon as divers attempt to rescue parts from ocean waters. An e-bike blamed for an Inwood fire, which has left a father in critical condition, his three children in serious condition. 15-year-old teen charged in a fatal fire in the Bronx. A fatal police-involved shooting in Fort Lee, New Jersey. East New York, Brooklyn will start there. An off-duty NYPD officer is in critical condition this morning after being shot in his head while attempting to buy a used vehicle through a Facebook marketplace. The 26-year-old officer from Deer Park, a husband and father of two, was shot Saturday around 7 o'clock on Ruby Street, right near Linden Boulevard in East New York. Here's NYPD Police Commissioner Keechant Sewell. This appears to be an attempted robbery during an attempt to purchase a vehicle. The officer was with his brother-in-law who picked up the officer's gun and started firing at a suspect after the officer was shot. New York City Mayor Eric Adams visited Brookdale Hospital where the officer is hospitalized. Spoke with the officer's wife, saw his beautiful children, and we all are lifting his family up in prayer. We will catch the person responsible for this act. Commissioner Isul says the officer was a five-year veteran and assigned to patrol the identity of the officer not yet released. U.S. military fighter jets shot down that suspected Chinese surveillance balloon over the Atlantic Ocean on Saturday. According to Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, President Biden told reporters he ordered the balloon be shot down once it was over ocean waters. I told them to shoot it down on Wednesday. On Wednesday. But the recommendation they said to me, let's wait till the safest place to do it. The discovery of what U.S. officials say was a balloon designed to spy on the United States has forced the cancellation of U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken's trip to Beijing. I made clear that the presence of this surveillance balloon in U.S. airspace is a clear violation of U.S. sovereignty and international law. China insisted the balloon was a weather balloon blown off course. An Inwood fire is blamed on an e-bike. It has left a father in critical condition his three children in serious condition. Flames broke out on the fifth floor of the Sherman Avenue building just after 1.30 a.m. on Sunday. Officials say flames from an e-bike block the family's escape to safety. Resident Jose Maragrin spoke to ABC7. I just heard, you know, a lot of noise. You know, the fireman was breaking window, you know, people crying. They, they put on an, an, an ambulance, you know. She was a breeding, you know, at the time. The FDNY says the fire was electrical in nature. 
In the apartment where the fire began, fire officials say they found many extension cords and lithium-ion batteries. Some residents reported that they had long complained to the building's management about e-bikes being charged in the fifth-floor hallway where that fire reportedly began on Sunday. Police have now arrested a 15-year-old who allegedly started a fatal fire in the Bronx. The teen has been charged with murder, assault, and arson after the fire on Evergreen Avenue in Soundview last week. Building resident Yildalis Martinez spoke to ABC7 about the fire. I wouldn't be surprised if there's nothing up to Kogan at home. The rooms were, like, filled to the brim, and it was just, like, any safety concerns were not addressed. It would just fill as much as it can to just maximize how much money they can take from that home. A 27-year-old man was pronounced dead at the scene. Two other people were hurt as a result of that fatal fire. City inspectors say the first and second floors of the building had been illegally converted into eight different rooms. A motive for the arson has not yet been made public. Well, there was a fatal police-involved shooting in Fort Lee, New Jersey. It followed a standoff with police. Police say an emotionally disturbed man visiting relatives at the Cedar Court condo complex in Fort Lee barricaded himself inside, holding a teenage resident hostage at knife point. This happened Saturday. Negotiations with police failed during that standoff. This neighbor witnessed the event unfold. The guy wouldn't stop throwing stuff from the window. He threw the whole house, everything, saucepans, buckets. He destroyed so many cars. So the police did good. I'm impressed. One of the responding officers was wounded by a ricocheting bullet, according to Fort Lee Mayor Sokolich, but was expected to survive, taken to the hospital. Four other police officers were also taken to the hospital for an evaluation, and the investigation is ongoing. The name of the man killed has not yet been released by police. Police do say, though, that it is believed he was visiting that condo complex from Las Vegas. It's not known if he was actually related to that family where this incident occurred. Well, China has expressed its strong dissatisfaction and protest against Washington's decision to shoot down its balloon, accusing it of overreacting and seriously violating international practice. China insists it was a civilian research vessel blown off course. U.S. military fighter jets Saturday shot down that balloon over the Atlantic Ocean on the orders of President Biden. Congressman Raja Chrysanthemum is a member of the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. It carries a payload of surveillance equipment, uh, probably to uh, try to detect our communications on the ground, but also to take pictures and video. Navy divers were searching for debris from this Chinese spy balloon off the coast of South Carolina, according to Defense officials, they said that Sunday, the recovery effort is expected to take several days. An update on the investigation into the death of Tyree Nichols in Memphis. A sixth Memphis officer now fired Friday after an internal police investigation showed he violated multiple departmental policies in the violent arrests that led to the death of Nichols. Preston Hemphill has been, had been suspended as he was being investigated for his role in the January 7th arrest of Nichols, who died in a hospital three days later. Five other Memphis police officers have already been fired and charged with second-degree murder in Nichols' death. Shelby County DA is Stephen Mulroy. We're comfortable that we'll be able to prove that the defendants were reasonably certain, and that's really all that is required for a knowing killing, which is the relevant language for the second-degree murder statute. 
The officers who have been fired and charged are black, as was Nichols. Hemphill is white. One other officer has been suspended but has not yet been identified. Also on Friday, a Tennessee board suspended the emergency medical technician licenses of two former Memphis Fire Department employees for allegedly failing to render critical care. For one party, Iowa will no longer be the first state in the nation to vote in the presidential primaries at the request of President Biden. Iowa Democratic National Committee DNC members voiced opposition to the DNC's new primary calendar over the weekend. The new calendar replaces Iowa with South Carolina as the first state in the primaries. Democrats giving the green light to make changes to the 2024 presidential primary calendar. We will move to a vote on the motion to approve the report of the Rules and Bylaws Committee. All those in favor of approving the report say aye. The vote coming at a party gathering in Philadelphia this weekend as DNC delegates approved moving South Carolina into the top spot for early voting, replacing Iowa. Nevada and New Hampshire will round out the top three now. For early news, I'm Noam Layden. Iowa Rules and Bylaws Committee member Scott Brennan spoke out against the change, saying it will create primary chaos for states jockeying for position. There's a limited amount of calendar real estate conflicting state laws and a GOP calendar that no longer bears any resemblance to ours. If passed as prologue, some states proposed here will spend the coming year maneuvering for their preferred position, and we have created an opportunity for other states to take a run at encroaching the pre-window. President Biden wanted the change to create more voting opportunity for black voters in South Carolina to have a say earlier in the primary calendar. Fire officials have ordered evacuations within a one-mile radius of a massive inferno resulting from a train derailment Friday in East Palestine, Ohio, right near the Pennsylvania border. Federal officials said that 14 cars contain vinyl chloride and have been exposed to fire. Fire officials are working to try and prevent a catastrophic tanker failure and explosion that could shoot deadly shrapnel up to a mile away. Some residents have been ordered to shelter in place amid concerns over things like air and water quality. Here's East Palestine Fire Chief Keith Drabick. We have zero readings of any health risks as far as anything airborne uh, coming from the chemicals that they're looking for. Norfolk Southern says about 50 cars derailed Friday night in East Palestine from a train that was carrying a variety of freight from Madison, Illinois to Conway, Pennsylvania. No injuries were reported. Search and rescue underway. A powerful 7.8 magnitude earthquake hit southern Turkey and northern Syria earlier today. The quake toppling buildings and killing at least 640 people. Hundreds more are injured. The death and injury tolls are expected to rise as rescue workers search the rubble. The U.S. Geological Survey says the pre-dawn quake struck 14.2 miles east of Nerdagi, located along the Turkey-Syria border. The quake was felt in several countries across the region, including Syria and Lebanon. Strong aftershocks are reported as well. Well, Elon Musk is not being found liable for costing investors millions when he made claims about privatizing his electric vehicles. 77 WABC's Alex Barnard has more. Musk previously issued a series of tweets telling people he'd, quote, secured funding to turn Tesla into a privately traded company. 
Three weeks later, Musk scrapped the proposal, but fluctuating share prices during the ordeal cost investors millions, if not billions, of dollars. On Friday, a California jury ruled Musk was not liable for investors losing money. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Alex Barnard. Well, the big Powerball jackpot that has been rolling since last November now up to an estimated $747 million for tonight's drawing. Four tickets, though, matched five numbers, but not the Powerball including one in New Jersey that's worth a million dollars. The three other $1 million tickets were sold in Florida, Oregon, and Pennsylvania. Now, if somebody hits the winning numbers, the jackpot would be the fifth biggest Powerball win of all time. There is only one surefire way to win that top-tier prize. Here's Rutgers University professor Rong Chen. He told Picks 11, you need to play every ticket combination. If you have tons of money, you have $600 million. You can buy all the number combinations. And Saturday's numbers were 2815-1958. The Powerball was 10 yards of winning, one in $292 million. 77 WABC News Time, 515. Well, in for Justin Ellick, Phil Dixon, big news for the Nets. I guess it's good news if you're not a fan of Kyrie Irving, because in a rapid turn of events, Brooklyn Nets star Kyrie Irving has been traded to the Dallas Mavericks. Irving requested a trade on Friday after failing to come to terms with the organization about a contract extension, and only two days later, he was dealt. Kyrie Irving and Markeith Morris were sent to Dallas in return for Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, an unprotected 2029 first-round pick, and two future second-rounders. After nearly four years of dysfunction and postseason shortcomings, the Kyrie Irving era in Brooklyn is officially over. Over to the other side of town, the Knicks were in action in primetime, a nationally televised game against the Philadelphia 76ers, and boy did they show out when the light, bright lights came shining down. Down by as much as 20, 21 points in the first quarter, the Knicks fought back from adversary and shut down James Harden, and in the meantime... Squeaked out a comeback against one of the hottest teams in the league, but no bucket bigger than the rookie Jericho Sims' massive slam to put the game away late. And the Knicks flag down on the rebound. 50-50 balls. They have owned them in the second half, and Sims powers down an exclamation point. The Knicks took home the W, 108-97 in the Garden. Looking ahead to tonight's action, the Brooklyn Nets are set to take on the Los Angeles Clippers here in Barclays Center. Durant is still out, Ben Simmons is still out, and both Spencer Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith won't be available to play for Brooklyn just yet. Moving on to hockey, the three local teams get ready to hop on the ice tonight. The New York Rangers continue their four-game home stint, hosting the Calgary Flames at 7.30 p.m. The Islanders take a quick trip to Philly to take on the Flyers at 7 p.m. And the Devils go into tonight's game against the Canucks, winning eight of their last ten. Vancouver visits New Jersey tonight at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. With your bottom of the hour sports update, I'm Phil Dixon. Here's Lou Dobbs with your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Technology still headlining Wall Street's 2023 comeback, but ASDAQ riding a five-week win streak, all three indexes posting weekly gains. Video game maker Activision Blizzard leading off this week's tech earnings, Wall Street forecasting revenue growth, and Activision and Microsoft at a standstill, the FTC putting their proposed merger on hold. Bigger box office sales forecast to boost Disney earnings Wednesday. More post-COVID park openings should help as well. This week's quarterly report is the first for Disney with Bob Iger back as CEO. The forecast looking out for Chipotle, the restaurant chain hiring thousands of workers ahead of their busy spring season. The stock up more than 20% this year. And the first consumer confidence update of the month comes Friday. Forecast is higher. Recent data shows consumers feeling better about the economy. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou 
Dobbs Financial Report. All right, checking your futures this morning. They're mixed. The Dow down 221 points, 0.65% at 33,741. S&P's down 35 and a half. The Nasdaq has fallen 144 and a half. Gold's up $9.20 an ounce. Quarter oil at $73.65 a barrel. That's up 26 cents. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. News time is 520. The feds now have joined into that investigation of the murder of Sayreville, New Jersey, Councilwoman Eunice Dwumfor. The FBI is assisting Sayreville Police and the Middlesex County Prosecutor's Office in Dwumfor's death. Here is the FBI's James DeHenney. The FBI is aware of that incident, and we are uh, working with all of our partners in order to find out more about that incident. The 30-year-old found dead inside of her white Nissan SUV with multiple gunshot wounds on Samuel Circle just before 7.30 p.m. last Wednesday night. They think her vehicle traveled about 100 feet before slamming into two parked cars Wednesday night. Funeral services are this Wednesday. There was yet another bombshell accusation on Saturday against embattled Congressman George Santos of Long Island. The allegation now is from a would-be male staffer who says the disgraced congressman allegedly sexually harassed him over a week ago. Derek Myers has sent a letter to the House Ethics Committee describing unwanted touching while he sat next to Santos on a small sofa in the congressman's office. Myers reported Santos also asked him to come over that night. Here's Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman. Yes, I think he should resign. Uh, he's completely lost the confidence of the people in the 3rd Congressional District. He's lost my confidence. He's lost the confidence of every public official in Nassau County. Nobody wants to deal with him. How can you deal with somebody on sensitive and important issues that you know doesn't tell the truth? I mean, he never tells the truth. Blakeman spoke exclusively to the 77 WABC Early News. And this letter to the Ethics Committee also accused the Santos campaign of wrongly having Myers claim to be a volunteer while his paperwork as a paid employee was being processed. Myers says that after the harassment incident, his job was rescinded. Well, the NYPD has released new crime statistics for January. The latest stats show serious assaults surged more than 18 percent compared to the same period for 2022. Rapes were also up nearly 16%. Robberies and burglaries rose 9.4% and 5.5% respectively for an overall 3.4% increase in year-to-date major crimes. Chief Michael J. LaPetri, head of Crime Control Strategies here. Under the age of 18, robbing New Yorkers. Statistics are out there. The trends continue, unfortunately, where 10% of our shooting victims... 10% of our shooting victims in New York City are under the age of 18. The only demographic when it comes to ages that is up substantially. Every other age category is down when you track it between 
10 and 17 and 18 and 24 and so on. The latest numbers showed shootings and murders continued to decline this year at rates of 26.7% and 12.5% respectively compared to last year. Now, at the same time last year, overall major crimes were up 35.2% with a near doubling of auto thefts and a 61.7 increase in grand larcenies. Robberies had also increased at a rate of 25.1%, followed by rapes at 15.8% and felony assaults at 7.7%. A New York City Mayor Eric Adams went to extremes Friday night to promote the city's new tent city at Red Hook, Brooklyn, at the Brooklyn Cruise Terminal for migrants to refute complaints about the terminal from those who moved out of hotels and protested. Adams spent the night under the enclosure at the Brooklyn Cruise Terminal sleeping on a cot, the coldest night of 2023 so far. Mayor Adams says the city is also working with federal partners to find additional locations for the more than 42,000 migrants that have arrived in the Big Apple. We are in conversations with the federal government to utilize uh, federally controlled spaces in the New York State area that we can continue to build out. Migrants recently protested being moved out of the Watson Hotel in Hell's Kitchen to make room for children with families. And recently, some of the migrants said they'd rather be on the sidewalk in the cold and snow than in a shelter in Brooklyn. There's been yet another inmate death at the notorious Rikers Island Jail. A 65-year-old man being detained at Rikers Island died, according to the New York City Department of Corrections, Marvin Pines was pronounced dead around 6.15 a.m. on Saturday in the North Infirmary Command. The man's cause of death is under investigation and will be determined by the city's medical examiner. Daiwan Atatra was incarcerated in a New York State prison for 12 years. He and other advocates say Rikers needs to shut down. He spoke to NBC4 New York. If we're going to get to a place of true public safety in this society, we can't be jailing people in inhumane conditions. That is counterproductive, right? We can't have jails that are killing people and traumatizing communities and families. That is counterproductive. Tatro says the system was designed to marginalize him and punish him, not to rehabilitate. Meanwhile, the inmate who died, Pines, was placed into corrections custody back in August on a controlled substance charge, according to the Department of Corrections. Last year, Rikers saw one of its deadliest years in decades, with 19 deaths reported. The DOC and the city have been threatened with federal takeover of Rikers. However, have convinced a judge that more time is needed to institute reforms. Two major players in local traffic are being temporarily shut down for construction. The number seven train will close for five more consecutive weekends between Queens and Manhattan starting at 12.15 a.m. Saturday until 10 p.m. Sunday. The train will still run in Queens, though. This is just the first of the weekend closures happening between now and April. This commuter taken in stride. Obviously, it's going to be an inconvenience on the weekends when they have to close it down. But as long as they have, like, shuttle systems and stuff to, that's consistent enough to keep people where they have to go, then it shouldn't be a problem. The shutdown is because two elevators are being constructed at Queensborough Plaza. Meanwhile, the Holland Tunnel to New Jersey is closed from 11 p.m. to 5.30 a.m. Sundays through Thursdays and 11.59 p.m. to 9 a.m. on Fridays. The closure will be in place until 2025 so that crews can do repair work caused by Superstorm Sandy. Meanwhile, the New York-bound tunnel, which has been closed overnight since 2020, will be opened back up on Sunday. It was a historic night at the 65th Grammy Awards. 77 WABC's Alex Barnard has a story. 
Beyonce now holds the record for most Grammy wins of all time. Her 32nd win came from her album Renaissance, which won for Best Dance Electronic Album, passing classical music figure Georg Solti. She came into the night leading everyone in nominations this year with nine, which also tied her husband Jay-Z for most all-time at 88. Some of the other big winners from the Grammys included Harry Styles' Harry's House for Best Pop Vocal Album, Ozzy Osbourne with Patient Number 9 for Best Rock Album, and Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers by Kendrick Lamar for Best Rap Album. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Alex Barnard. And we've got the latest on that huge uh, trade for the Nets. That's coming up at 545 on Sports with Phil Dixon and for Justin Ellick. And if you missed the top five at five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, wabcradio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.